thing to keep. Yeah, we're uh, yeah, that's exciting. Well, I guess we're back. Podmore Get Better Podcast, uh, episode sixty six. Today is August fifteenth, Sunday, twenty twenty one. The slow slog towards sixty nine. Yeah, we're we're getting there. That's gonna have to turn out to be a full gig. At, at the rate we're uh, podcasting, it's been uh, just over two months, so that could uh, lead us right into Sandmeyer's fiftieth birthday gig. And Seems like a good time to do uh, that episode. Yeah, just something uh, that exciting when you uh, gotta hit that sixty-nine. So I'm Will Sandstead, Tony Johnson, Andy Fox, and Al. Al's yeah. over there, uh, banging bang, out events, hanging out events mode. Yeah, trying to cut it close here. He only had six and a half days uh, earlier this week, but that's all right. He'll uh, he'll chime in. Uh, I guess the biggest topic conversation coming up uh, this coming weekend. Nashville, Power Events Golden Tee Tour stop number four. So I'm pretty jacked up for this. Steve Sobel posted last Monday, 172 people signed up. Sound like 30 machines. Uh, that's a hell of a lot of people. That's a hell of a lot of people. That's a hell of a lot of machines. And I also know there's going to be a hell of a lot of spouses. So this is going to be yeah. one hell of a tournament. Uh, I don't know. We didn't talk about it beforehand. What's the record? Around 150, 152 or something like that. What was what did they have in Wisconsin? Or was St. Louis bigger? I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, at, if we're anywhere close to 173, that's the record. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think at a, a place like Nashville where you're not, I don't think you're counting on too many locals there. No. It's, that's, I think those, that's a lot of the cancellations typically is the local guys are like, eh, yeah. maybe not. Or the semi-local guys. And, yeah. uh well, they, people they, got plans. They're they're gonna be there. So yeah, I think, they uh, yeah. I think a lot of times, like folks drive in for the weekend or whatever, the local guys, and then they play Thursday or Friday night, and they're like, "Holy shit, I can't hang with these people." And they're like, "I'm not gonna donate a hundred dollars and play five courses in a qualifier and go zero and two and you know pink or you know on a miracle they get into purple." But yeah, I think that's just how it goes sometimes. I mean, I know when I first started, I was definitely intimidated going to like. Chicago tournaments at uh, OTOs or whatever. I mean, that was that was crazy. You walk in there, well, you, you think you're a pretty good player, you know. And oh, I'm just a stroke or two behind Tony every game, and then you walk in, and yeah, you're in for a reality check sometimes. And I think that you know, a lot of the Golden Tee guys that I know and have known for a long time are the guys that are gonna not do real well in the handicap tournament because mm-hmm. we got high averages. Uh, fighting for the main bracket, maybe maybe going to have to be in the purple bracket. But what I, my experience in St. Louis showed me, you know, with the, with the guys that I know through Golden Tee Mobile that are not real active Golden Tee Arcade guys, is that that handicap tournament on Friday night is a real boon to participation. Like, it's yeah. the guys that you just described, like, oh, I can't hang with so-and-so. Mm-hmm. Well, for a quarter of the guys that play in a handicap tournament, get a free entry. Yeah. And it's only Which 25 bucks or whatever. Yeah. And so I think that's a huge, uh, huge benefit for guys uh, that you talked about that are kind of on the fence, don't feel like they're good enough. But if you can play for 25 bucks and maybe get a free entry, uh, sort of free, $25 entry. Yeah, and I think uh, with as many spouses as are going to be there, I don't know how many, like, bangers are going to be playing in that handicap tournament because they're going to be going out with their spouses on there while it's going on. Thursday and Friday night. I, I know that's my plan. Yeah. I, I know Al Jazz and I have talked about, and you and I have kind of talked about, Andy, is that, like, this is going to be a minimal amount of golden tea. You know, I, I apologize to Power Events, you know, as it is, but I'm not going to try to sneak in 15, 20 games on 
Thursday night, Friday night, and so forth, you know. But I, I think it's really cool that the amount of wives and girlfriends have come, you know, within the last year. Yep. Ooh, ooh, uh, <laughs> that have come to tournaments. Uh, you know, it, it just continues to grow. I, I think that's really cool to see that on the stream. And, you know, some of them are playing in the tourney. you got, like, the Trash House Gaming Girls. It, it, it's just – I really think it's cool in terms of potentially growing the game but also making it, you know, a, a little more – I don't want to say family-orientated. Um, but I think that's really cool. But with 172 people, I mean – Power Events doesn't need everybody to stick around those nights. With yeah. 173 guys, Th those machines will be occupied. Yeah, yeah, they'll 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 get their gameplay. Yeah. And I think there's probably compared to a normal tournament, there's probably a lot more people coming in on Thursday night than mm -hmm. than a typical tournament. Yeah, I mean, there's people coming in on Wednesday. I don't know if they'll have anything set up by then, but yeah, that's that, that's what myself and the Panda planned for was. Hey, if we're gonna do this, I've never been to Nashville. It sounds like a cool town. The hotel's 15, 20 minutes from downtown. They just have you know some kick-ass strip have you been to nashville uh just for work so i haven't really done nashville gotcha never andy's a never will's a never al's a never tony was just uh there strictly strictly to pass a electrical exam yeah so i went there twice because i failed the electrical exam the first time <laughs> uh fun little thing steve sobel posted on golden tea fan if you wear a cowboy hat during qualifying on saturday you get a chance at a 50 dollar gift card so I think they're going to try to have it kind of festive. Sponsored by Chris Lissinger? Or? Yeah, potentially. Yeah, old school guy. Yeah. Um, so I'm sure Richard King will be there. Hopefully he'll be rolling around taking a bunch of pictures. I'm, I'm a photographer guy, and I got a pretty kick-ass setup, but his is uh, just hands down blows mine away, especially with the post-processing he does in terms of the editing. He always comes up with just freaking amazing photos, and he captures great moments. It's, yeah. it's super cool. So $50 gift card up for that. I mean, we talked, you know, kind of about all the ladies coming and so forth. Uh, I think the next biggest thing we got to talk about, Paul Luna. He's won the last two Power Event Golden Tee tournaments in St. Louis and Orlando. And the one prior to that, Sussex, he took second. So he's on absolute heater. We, we watched some of the streams. He was playing CJ um, down at the Vector Room, and, and the dude just can't stop holding out. Yeah. It's just unreal. So, I mean, I, I'd love to bulldoze Paul Luna, but he's he's just absolutely on fire right now. I think he's taking a little more tame than he has in the past, and I'm I'm guilty of that as well, you know. But we're all we're all getting older by the day. But he's just yeah, he's on a heater right now. We we've talked about heaters in the past, whether it was Eversol, Kinsler, Haas, Denmark, and Lemon. Lemon had a heater, right? Yeah. Lemon Lemon won like I don't know how many in a row, but twenty six matches in a row. Or something. Yeah, that's something absurd. I don't think it was 26, but... It was a lot. Enough. It was, it was enough to be a very, Enough very to count as a heater. Yeah. <laughs> it took longer for Stenmark to break it than I thought it would, because I thought Stenmark was already on a heater, and I'm like, this one's the beat lemon, and I'm like, that didn't happen yet? <laughs> you know, so it was a pretty big number. So another thing with Paul Luna, probably more absurd than the heater he's on currently, he just hit a drive over 500 yards. He is officially up to 535 yards. Wow, was that five thirty-five? I I don't know. I I just pulled it up. I One has to post. assume it's Monte. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah so I, I I saw a Facebook post regarding it the other day, and in, in doing my limited podcast research, um, yeah, pulled it up just before the show and five hundred and thirty-five yards. Well, a little on-air production meeting here. 
you know, we, we're struggling here at the Podmore Get Better podcast to come up with sponsors. Uh, maybe the Paul Luna Muscle Milk. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, man. Next time. Paul, Paul, if, you, if you're hearing this and you want to sponsor us next, uh, next podcast with your muscle milk. Muscle milk. Then uh, that's right free. up there with Gervais juice. Yeah. I don't think Paul wins this one. Okay, well, that's, that, that's basically a topic. How's he going to uh, beat 172 other guys? By having <laughs> 171 others take out everyone as he bulldozes gold. Uh, so let's just hop into that. Fox, uh, here we go. So let, let's have everyone's winner. I uh, I agree with you. I do not think Luna wins this. Obviously, I think uh, he'll run deep, probably a top four, probably even top two or three. Uh, I'm going to hand this one to Ryan McCook. Okay. Don't okay. love it. I'll take Luna since you guys aren't. <laughs> okay. I'm going to take Evan. Uh, I don't know much about Evan's game right now because uh, he wasn't able to be here on uh, – <laughs> On Friday well, night, last Friday. He had for, a very, very important date that night. Yeah, so I would have loved to play a few games with him, get a little bit of an intel, but, but uh, yeah. I was not able to play any games with him. I uh, had to take off before he arrived. Uh, maybe next time, Evan. Yeah, Evan was up here for a golf weekend with the Minnesota guys, which is pretty cool. Andy Fox got everything set up, uh, four days of golfing, four different courses, and one course even in Wisconsin. Yeah. Had five sp- different courses, right? You played five rounds? No, 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 oh, just four. Was just, yeah. four. Right. just four. That Troy oh. Byrne course, though. Oof, that's a good course. So, Evan is a very good golfer, and it brought out some of the guys from the woodwork, Minnesota, some old school guys who we haven't seen in a while. You know, Tony Johnson hadn't seen Brian Bevis for a while. We usually yep. don't see Max Manning down at the bunker too often. Luke Nelson came out, and uh, so it was kind of cool. Uh, I think the biggest day was, was there eight guys at Legends, Le- Legends I believe. Friday, Legends, yeah. Yeah, so it was it was really cool to see some uh, faces we hadn't seen in a while, but Evan, Max, Tony Johnson, CJ, they're uh, they're all very strong golfers. And then we have myself, Andy Fox, and Al Jazz who were just kinda doing our three way gambling game. Al Jazz got some game. He's he's way better than you think. He's, he's striped. He, he I, I, hey, it. I golfed with Al Jazz. Striped he, it on one. He's got that stuck 60 it on yard the green. Two putt par. Yeah. And he was getting a stroke. I hadn't played in 18 months. Incredible. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Oh, S- sandbagger. Yeah. Al Jazz, do you have a winner for the Nashville tournament? Well, Tony took. I mean, I, it's, you gotta take one out. Okay, that's all right. We, we can't double up. Or we can't. No, you can double up. All right, we're putting... Uh, That's basically, I chose Luna because I don't know who's all going. Is this the first time no one's picked Haas? Probably Pro- not. There may have been one. Uh, he doesn't play much anymore, but... Yeah. Well, I've been seeing but him still. in the money shots. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't seen him in many 18-holers, but on the flip side, for people to miss the cut, I'm not going to take myself because I think someone else in this room is going to take me. Uh, I, to be honest, I was going to take you, but then they all said he's. Yeah, going. I. Uh, I don't. He's going to take me. I, I have. I have. <laughs> I have not played uh, very much golden tee. I've been uh, chasing the money shot. I, I went on a couple heaters there for about a week, week and a half, and eighteen holers kind of got pushed to the side. So I'm. I'm a little concerned. Um, so my pick, though, for pick the prick on 
who is a good enough golfer to make the top 32 on a fairly consistent basis, okay. yet fails to make it the cut in Nashville. It came down to two for me. Um, Mike Demko making a return. Mike mm. Demko's going? Yeah, nice, making a return nice. to the tourney circuit. And I don't want to say he's going to be disinterested, but I just I, I have a feeling being back in the setting of attorney atmosphere and so forth with such a huge field, uh, I think nerves may get to him a little bit. Uh, my second option was Clint Grover, just surely because he's not on stouts, as far as I know, or is he on stouts? He finally converted. Um, I don't know. I, don't I, I, so. I don't. I, I'm not part of. I that. haven't heard anything anyway. Yeah, I'm not part of the Cool Kids Club where I hear about all the tweaks and changes. So it came down to those two for me, but I'm going to settle with Mike Demko. Mike, I love you. I hope... Uh, Akeem Ahmed. Yeah, Ahmed Akeem, yeah. yeah. I hope you and I uh, find each other in the gold bracket. Uh, but I, I think, unfortunately, we have a better shot of meeting each other in the purple bracket. Al, yeah, who's your pick Andy, Whammy. Pick well, I was going to pick Will... But I feel like that would make things awkward for the remainder of the podcast. No, no, not at all. Not at all. I, I just put it out there. I'm, I'm concerned about it as well. I don't play Pine Creek, Tropical, oh, or Monte one. very often. We got one. Oh, Aljaz picking the prick. Drivable. Oh. Aljaz tasting the best. He almost lost a sandal. I think I'm going to pick Al. Really? Yeah. He's been too focused on events mode recently. Yeah. His wife's gonna. I don't know. I. I, I it's I a. It's a whole new element. If you're. I, yeah. If you're not used to your significant other is, being at the tournament. I think you know. this is Al's first tourney where his. Uh, his lady Nicole's gonna show up. Is that correct, Al? Yeah. yeah this could uh, present a new dynamic. Oh, Al Jazz marking down his thirty-one Ooh, on events. He's mode. trying to go off. <laughs> nice. nice <laughs> trying to 31. do a little five and fly. Al Jazz. Yeah. That is the goal. Al, do you have a uh, a prick? Not officially a prick, yeah, I but guess, a... Well, yeah. I'm afraid to say this because I feel like it's going to make the remainder of the podcast awkward, but... I'm here for it. I got to take Fox because I all he does is talk crap about his game and how bad he is all the time. And Ooh. I'm not missing the cutout. Maybe and missing Chip or two. I'm going to take him because I feel like he needs, he needs some motivation. Mm-hmm. Man, he is in the. He's been doing, you're doing it for my well-being. He's he's been yeah. doing a lot of okay. uh, mm-hmm. daily fan, fantasy golf. And anytime I bet against Andy or with Andy, I lose. <laughs> so this will help him make the cut. <laughs> <coughs> so we okay. take each other. Like two peas in a pod. I honestly don't think you're going to miss the cut, Al. I, was just gonna say, yeah. I think I am. Uh, I think Tony Johnson. I know you're. Time. Well, this is going to make the rest of the podcast a little awkward. (laughs) (laughs) You're kind of out of the loop in the uh, Golden Tee world. You you were kind enough to grace us with your presence, but you don't play Golden Tee very often anymore. I I don't. You swing down here. You were on the the elite of the elite in social distancing (laughs) for, what, probably uh, damn near a year? Yeah, well, I've got now two world championships under my belt. Golden Tee Mobile and social distancing from yes. you guys. Yes. Uh, but, uh, you know, the name that popped into my head, Nashville's a bit of a party town. Mm-hmm. And this guy definitely runs hot and cold. Oh, and we love speculation. I'm going to say the mouth, the mouth as my pick. Okay. 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 I can see that happening. Yeah, I mean. I we, probably would have taken that one, but I don't want to stir the pot at all. I, oh, I'll, I'll stir everyone. away. 
Nope. I got right. a whole cauldron here that I'm stirring. Ah. I'm trying to let the pot simmer. Out of all the people pick, that one probably has the best chance. Mm. Oh, it's the pot. The, the pot continues to get stirred. I like my pick of Demco. Well, yeah, if you want to go the easy route. Well, I'd take, I'd, <laughs> in that order, Demco, Fox, Al, Mouth, I would say Demco. I think, I think the biggest wild card, the, if you would have gone Clint Grover, that would have been mm-hmm. aggressive. Because he, he can run so damn hot. Yeah, he can win it. Yeah. Um, so what, el- what else do we got for Nashville? Let's see. We talked about that. Wives weekend. A lot of ladies showing up. So that's pretty cool. I mean, hell, it could be guys weekend too. Maybe the dudes bring their husbands or their boyfriends if if they got that rolling. Uh, but otherwise, that's stop number four for Power Events Golden Tea As long Tour. as people don't bring the Delta variant. Yeah. Leave that at home. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. You may fly Delta. Cauldron but stirred. But don't get the Delta. Yeah, I mean, shit, I, we, we talked about before, I mean, 172 people, I had COVID this past November, you know, I got, I got vaccinated, the whole deal, um, but I don't, I don't know, I mean, they say, oh, you can still have breakout cases, you can do this, oh, the vaccine's only good enough for X amount of time, I mean, 172 people in bar, significant others, bartenders, waitresses, uh, fans. Uh, wait, wait, try, I believe. Wait, try. Yep. I mean, there's... That's a lot of freaking people. I think there's going to be 300 people. There's going to be some COVID there, from I bet, Golden probably. But, hey. Wives, friends, all that. That's the new normal. Stuff. So uh, we just have to learn to deal with it and uh, hope we all uh, come out of it okay. Got to roll the dice like Sean Tickner at a crap game, apparently. <laughs> so I, I, I don't know. boy can shoot some dice. Yeah. <laughs> Hot hand in a dice game. Um, stop number five, though, after this uh, coming weekend in Nashville is going to be the Carolina Clash. Oh, 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 hold on. Sorry. Oh, do we have some mobile news? Well, not really news, but okay. we did talk about Nashville, and we didn't talk about the mobile aspect of Nashville. So that'll be the second, the second uh, PEGT event that has a mobile tournament at it. Uh, first one at St. Louis had nine of us. A little bit of a testing tournament before Worlds, which was mm-hmm. in July. Uh, this one has uh, 16 signed up, and I, I think there'll probably be a couple more. So That'd be a nice I would, square bracket. I'd say bracket. Uh, right around 18 to eighteen to 20 guys is a pretty good guess, and that's a, Hell yeah. uh, that's good growth. Uh, you know, I think it gets talked a little shit on just in terms of the, the, the turnout, but it's, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a side tournament for the main tournament. We're not trying to be the – mobile's not trying to be the main tournament. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I don't think Golden Tee's tournament started with 173 guys. So, no, uh, no, I mean, hell, do you remember back in the day? I don't, I don't know if Fox and Al remember that or maybe seen the post, but where they actually had a tournament where it was bring your own Golden Tee machine. People, people, <laughs> people would drive in and literally have a trailer, or maybe they borrowed their mom's van or something, but they were literally bring their own machines to tourneys. And the fact that, you know, we're, we're blessed enough to have power events that, can swing 30 machines that's gonna be sweet do, do all the driving i mean that's just have you guys seen the venue i've uh, I, I i think i think i saw a photo of it but it's so tough to tell because i think there were pool tables in there and you know similar to sussex like i remember seeing when we went to austin they had the crowd and i'm like oh that's a nice big spot and then we got in there and i was like oh this is fairly tight yeah it's pretty tight in austin you know uh scott Colco was here this week and he said he had just been there. 
the week before, and he said it's big, and you guys are going to love it. So. Scott really? was here this week. Yeah, yeah, he was here. For yeah, he messaged one day, and I think it was a, I think it was a panda night, and he was only going to be out for a little bit anyway. I think it was Monday. Mm. All right, oh. I got to crack one oh, open. Can we check. Can check. So I'm going to crack up Blue Mountains here, Tony. All right. Well, uh, I've already cracked. Uh, we've got a little something called, uh, well, first of all, 56 Brewing, which is out of Minneapolis, northeast Minneapolis. Uh, good little brewery. Uh, they've got a really tasty IPA called Sippy Squeeze. That's apostrophe S-S-I-P-P-I, like Mississippi. Mm-hmm. Sippy Squeeze. And this is the session version of Sippy Squeeze called Lil Sippy. That's CJ's rap name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's big sippy. <laughs> yeah, you ain't lying. Uh, but uh, this is the four, uh, a smooth four and a half percent sipper here. Oh, geez, you toned it down. A little sippy. Must be driving today. Yeah, well, I'm driving, and uh, you know, it's just a just a smooth little sipping beer. Mm-hmm. So it's a little sippy. And uh, Fox uh, going with the big mouth Coors. Gotta do it. Uh, in a Vikings koozie. Yeah. Gets Lightning no better. Aljez has a uh, Kirkland water over there. <laughs> I don't think that's his water. Which is mixed with nothing. That's because somebody I uh, stream with drank all my beer on Friday. Wow. Jeez. Who's that? I don't know who that could have been. Oh, well. I had like three you guys, or four. You guys in Minnesota have so many streams now, I can't keep track of them all. Don't yeah, I mean. I've, I've had I'm not invited thing. to any of them. I've had that thing set up in here for a while now, and CJ comes in, logs in, and streams here, but I don't. I rarely stream. Um, so mobile, 16 to 20 people in Nashville. We got our can check. So I guess kind of as a segue, I mean, we've kind of touched on some of the things here, but, uh, new tees and new pins. That's kind of another crapshoot here. Uh, especially, like I said, I've, I haven't been playing much. And when I have been playing it, it seems like half the time I get one hole on every course where I haven't seen this pin or I haven't seen this tee. So thoughts on new tees and new pins, Fox. You're probably uh, um, more of an expert than me. My... Well, I, w- I haven't been playing much either. And then once I decided to go to Nashville, I've been kind of like, I wouldn't say frantically trying to get back into good form, but I think I would say that they're underwhelming. Mm-hmm. I'd, I wouldn't say that they're more difficult than the original pins and tee boxes, but yeah, yeah I'm not impressed really. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it's it's nice that there's some sort of change throughout the year. But. Yeah. Where you actually have to think about a shot and it's not just go, oh, this is automatically a thumb 290. Is there going to be a third set of tee boxes at some point six months from now? <laughs> I, I don't know. That's, yeah. Let's knock on wood and hope that doesn't happen. Al, do you have thoughts on new tees and new pins? Al's probably the guy that's played the new tees the most here, I would I would, I would agree, agree with that. Uh, he's okay. always big on I like opinions. I better than I did when I, first, when I first came out, but... Yeah, I think there's a couple holes I thought they big could time missed up. Juice up some more. Yeah, that, that that was my initial impression is that in previous years it felt like, oh wow, they, they really mixed this up a decent amount where you know, the hole changed dramatically in terms of whether there was a hole with a cliff and before you were hitting from the top of the cliff and now you're hitting from the side of the cliff and crosswinds yeah. and slanted greens. I mean, like Baja seventeen, that that got way easier now yeah in my opinion I, I i just thought that 
with the way the game has transitioned the last couple of years with easier holes, larger greens, more straightforward thumb shots into par fours, I thought uh, yeah. I thought they might make it a, a little more challenging and so forth. But I think that's why maybe I, as much as I don't play them, I enjoy the courses of Pine Creek and Tropical Falls. To me, they seem a little more old schooly, smaller yeah. greens, more cut shots. You have to be precise, not just with your accuracy off the tee, but with your distance. Yeah, those uh, those are the most challenging, mm-hmm. I think. Like like Baja, they I think. <coughs> I liked Baja. Mm-hmm. Everyone seemed to hate it before because it was so easy, which it was, but, like, now it's, I don't think it's any harder, but just, like, all these, all these uh, par fours are now drivable par fours instead of not drivable, but they're just offset, so you just don't ever hold out, really. Aldez just, just shot another, another 31. Another wow. Yeah, that, that should be good for a top 40 and $20. Nice work, Aljez. Yeah. Monte's cool though. I think I like what they did with Monte. Just from from someone who didn't play the courses all that much beforehand, and has played the new courses maybe four times or that new tee boxes maybe four times each. Last Friday, waiting for Evan Jeez, here, um, <laughs> and then a little bit today. I would say overall the courses seem easier. Um, easy and you know. I would say easier, but I, I agree with what Fox said. Is there's there's a lot of offsets in order to try to make it more difficult, or, or yeah. maybe the effort was more to make it less holeable in terms of uh, hole and win. That would be another interesting aspect of like yeah. If, if I'm gonna put yeah. together a bunch of drivable par fours that get a little bit easier, there we go. Aljaz, blue mountains. Aljaz, maybe to avoid yeah. the hole and wins. Who knows? But uh, overall, I would do say we think probably they just were, a little bit do, do we think they were getting hurt on those? I, I don't think so. so. I, think they're, I think they're raking in. So previously, Baja Ria was basically a 28 par across the board every time. Now yeah. you can get some par holes that swing and change. Yep. Um, so I think the scores on Baja Ria, you know, for common players who want to get a better score, they're going to continue to play at number one. They have the mindset that's an easier course. And number two, it's more scorable now, as opposed to Monte, where you could knock out a 30-31, but it was a challenging course. Yeah. Um, I like Monte. Yeah, and then you flip over to Hidden Temple. I think Hidden Temple got easier. Uh, Maybe a little bit, except for 17. 17 can be a little dicey. Oh, see, I think that's... I think it got... I think 17 got easier, just because... I don't know. I guess I just always thumb something in there now. Yeah. I think Temple overall got harder, just because... Got harder? Okay. I, I mean, just in my opinion, I guess. There's just that one super long setup on 15, and then there's... Uh, I don't think nine's just automatic every time. Sometimes you got to rely on a bounce, you know. I I struggle on nine with the, uh, the super long looks. I don't but know. Maybe I'm just not hitting so. the right shots. That's the one... <laughs> so, so for the listeners... It's the one that now. you can go over the... The, the thing now. Oh, that one where you oh, go over the, the temple? temple? Yeah. The one hole where you go over where the you, temple? There's a tabletop. Where it hit, it'll hit the yeah. ta- tabletop. Yeah, high four or high five usually bounces off the top oh. of the temple. We used to hit it through the arch. We'd That's go, six. We'd go in the fairway. and No, we'd go in the fairway, <laughs> and then we hit a five bird through the arch. 
Oh, oh, oh. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's, that. I mean, that one's not automatic for me. I've gotten screwed on that a couple times, but that's all And right. it's not that hard. I just, the tempo before, mm-hmm. you shouldn't have missed anything. You, know, you still should, yeah. but... So, on the flip side, one of the holes that definitely got easier was that par five that sometimes you felt like you were shut out in terms of hitting it over the two, like, guardrails, and you'd have to hit a low driver roll and hopefully go, like, under the temple, you know, kind of a glitch in the game. Oh, yeah. That one definitely got easier. It seems like the majority of the time now it's just a stock four or five. Yeah, never gotten across. Never not gotten across. Yeah. God, I missed that low T. And then shot, though. Forrest Knoll. Yeah, Forrest Knoll. I, I never just, once got that to work. Uh, I got the torque in a qualifier. There was a one, little glitch. You had to hit like a low T with roll, and it would like literally roll oh, through. Like the get rock. on the ground, and oh. it would just mine would just there. hit the rock. Excuse me. Um. Forest Knoll, I don't. God, God, there's a lot of courses I really don't play. I don't play Forest Knoll. Yeah. yeah what's your? I want to change my. What's your I'm best score on Forest Knoll this month? <laughs> Will says as it cuts. I I don't know. Probably a 26, 27. I don't. I have no clue. I couldn't even tell you. I, I don't look at the world rankings because they're you know there are well, courses I don't on Friday. Play very often. Hey, where's CJ? Oh, oh, CJ? Oh, yeah. For, for the fans, CJ is at a oh. uh, bachelor party oh. weekend. Commission. Oh, I uh, I have not seen any texts from CJ the entire yeah. day. He was at the Vikings game last night for a bachelor party. And I then took they a were picture going, of him. Then they were going downtown, and I'm guessing they were drinking. <laughs> they went to the and strip club directly from the game. Which strip so club? So at like 6 or 7 p.m. You know. can't go to the strip club right when out. it's still light out. Can't go to the strip. I don't think so either. Maybe they stayed for overtime just to (laughs) get some more hours in before the strip club before it got dark. Yeah, I don't know. Happy hour at the strip club, two for ones. Man, that's not a bad idea. But don't we have a spearmint rhino down there now? I have no clue. I I haven't done that shit in years. Um, Minneapolis Minneapolis is a no-fly zone. Yeah, but oh, for, yeah. For, for for our listeners, pray for C.J. Wangler because it's very rare we don't get a text from him all day. Did you did get he, one from him? Did he say over-gigged? No. Or does he, that was just like an automatic test, I'll text check. message he sends every day at noon? <laughs> yeah. He sets it up in his phone. Just yeah. scheduled Think, tweets. Send, yeah. send message to Golden Tee guys, over-gigged. Yeah, over-gigged. Think I'm going to die. Going back to bed. Need water. Why is DoorDash and, taking so long? And you know, for a bachelor party for mm-hmm. somebody in their twenties, yeah. I mean, yeah. so the last you're gonna over gig. The last That's we heard from CJ, the last we heard was ten to six yesterday, and he said he can barely see, and he don't want to stand. <laughs> so that was eight hours before bar close. Yeah. No. We should. We should. Was that check like first end. quarter of the football game, or that was probably before. right before the end? Maybe he was at a bad strip club and he meant to text. Can barely stand. Mm. Don't want to see. Because there were some not so pleasant women in there. Well, if you guys know CJ, once you get past about eight seltzers, it's Mm -hmm. like, oh my god, (laughs) I am so drunk. Floodgates are open. Yeah, that happened on the stream on uh, little headache in the morning. Dead, can't move. (laughs) Yeah, over him. 
Old so Spellish is more like it. Maybe our new sponsor boy. should be this C.J. Wangler uh, Drama Academy. <laughs> <laughs> Just hammering him. He's not even here. I like no, it. It's all good. We're praying for you, C.J. Thanks. God bless. C.J. Wangler intravenous bags. Yeah. Uh, on the flip side of that, someone being down and out, like C.J. on a bachelor party weekend, sounds like there may be another bachelor party in the works. Oh, so, what a transition oh, by Will Sandstone. Yeah, what a transition. You're good at this, Will. Is this back to I've, I've been in, No, I've been attempting to do this for 66 episodes, and it doesn't happen very often. But uh, long story <laughs> short, Chris Longino is now engaged to Misty Jones. I know they've been dating a long time. I don't know. Uh, I haven't, like, you know, Facebook stalked either of them and, like, dug deep to see that they were down in Cancun eight years ago or anything. But uh, congratulations to Chris Longino. Yes, congratulations. Very, uh, very excited Maybe. for you. Um, guy starts a podcast, and all of a sudden now he's getting engaged. He's just it's a, well, It's probably all the advertising money. Hey, we know yeah. all about it. The yeah. advertising money mm-hmm. starts rolling in. You're thinking mm-hmm. just, I'm going to get that diamond now yeah. with all this advertising. I think we've had a couple ad, uh, jewelry advertisers over the years. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we think back to our uh, definitely real advertisers. Yes. Um, Fully functional companies. Not one of them has gone out of business, which is amazing. Yeah. No, I definitely I mean, had my doubts about something. Well, you, well it, it never made it on the show because it closed so quickly, but Will's Money Shot Training Center. Oh yeah, that that would have been shut down yeah. after a week. Yeah, that was open for uh, <laughs> for, for a week and a half. <laughs> there was some disease worry. Yeah, with the money shot training center. Yeah. I think some people took it the wrong way. Yeah, they were uh, they were getting some signups. It opened some, with such promise too. Yeah, yeah. Come come learn how to hit a hit a money shot with Will Samstead. The grand opening party was so much fun. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah, the walls are still dirty here. From Team that. Skeet. <laughs> Team Skeet. <laughs> so. So in other news, we kind of talked about with Nashville uh, having the third official mobile event where St. Louis was a test run, then there was Worlds. Yep. Uh, Nashville's basically going to be the second non-Worlds function. Whammy, you won Worlds, Golden Team Mobile. I did. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> Out Las Vegas. Uh, we've kind of talked about it uh, off-air or whatever, but was... congratulations to you because we were watching that. <laughs> And I, the, it was a, the the holding out, the sniping, the stingers, whatever the yeah. hell they're called. It was a good time for a heater. On a serious yeah. note, uh-huh. I mean, like seriously, dude, you played so good. It was so much fun to watch that. And yeah. I, we can't even. We'd like to play. I I think this game's easier to execute shots, but maybe I don't know. But I I couldn't. It'd be crazy to watch somebody play this game the way he was playing, the harder game in my opinion that day. It was like oh. He was just burning was that the, the was that the top end of your uh, capabilities there? Yeah, probably. I mean, when you sh- I shot two three betters in the th- in three really important matches. And have yeah. you ever I shot didn't know a if four that was better? Like a... Uh probably. I don't know. I mean, but it was that was, was not was, when it mattered. Like was that. any one of those your first sixteen under, or did you shoot a seventeen? Uh, I don't. I don't remember. But, I think it was. 16. Uh, I mean, I've had I've had eighteen unders. I've had. I mean, in not not nearly that important matches. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, two, shooting two three betters when it really mattered was you know well, like really I, great to do. And like I was saying um, before we started, that Benji guy, he was playing lights out too. Like, mm-hmm. well, he could have had he could have had two three betters against me as well. I mean, yeah. you know, we talked about it. He was buzzing every hole, and 
couple hops here, a couple hops there, and all of a sudden he's three better and I'm not. And uh, could have gone either way. Obviously, he's a he's a great player. And, uh, yeah, I I'm sure he'll qualify for Worlds 2021, and uh, hopefully get to do battle again. I hadn't watched that game in a while since I stopped playing it. I had no <clears> idea how good you guys had gotten. Holy crap! So it's it's interesting because in some of the early YouTube videos they would would compile like Worlds qualifying like a head to head match, and you yep. just see a player hit a shot. Okay, you pulled back at 97, but watching a live stream where some folks just reset so many times. And even the announcers, I, I found it really interesting. The announcers were like, he's going to hit this straight. He you know, turned a proper proportion to the right. I think if he hits this at 97%, like to your point, I, I know you're a very analytical, statistical, mathematics-orientated guy, but I, I, I haven't played enough mobile to know that, okay, this club goes this far and with this ball, if he hits this at 97, it's going to be a foot short, a foot long. There's like a specified landing area, like with a sniper, the ball that just stops or whatnot. I just, I, I, I thought it was really interesting. Number one, to see how often folks reset on a live stream, and then number two, how the announcer would literally say he's going to look to hit this at 97. Or there were some shots where, like, you guys were both chushing in on one or attempting to. Yep. He's like. He's like, I, I think he's going to look to hit this three iron at about, uh, you know, 36% or something like that. I, I found the math aspect of it really, really interesting. Yeah, that's definitely a big part of the game. I mean, it doesn't have to be. You can you can play a lot of feel on it. Um, it's I think it's easy to, or, you know, semi-easy to dial in within that 5% range. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, this is completely different than arcade where you, it's all, you know, I got I to gotta hit it. I got to kill it. I got to hit it you know hard i gotta hit it medium firm i gotta hit it like there's all Mm -hmm. these little uh, names that we give the 10 different varieties of how hard are you going to hit it whereas on mobile that's all just based on how on your pullback and you know sometimes Mm -hmm. that's 91 percent. sometimes that's 99 percent. occasionally the you know as you call it the chush Mm -hmm. the sniper or stinger is very similar to the chush and 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 you want to hit it at based on how far you are I chush with a, or I snipe with a one iron, and anywhere from thirty to sixty percent, uh, it's just yardages, and so you just get to know those mm-hmm. yardages and, and you hit them. Uh, the the thing that a lot of guys are doing now that I that I don't have that I know that I need to work on that I just I haven't done yet is is that is the is the uh, sniper shot the one iron or two iron or three iron sniper shot and I do it sometimes where it's just coming in screaming hot and, and stops Checks and trickles in. Yeah, Duck Rubber is the classic example. You know, he, he was on some streams early on. Now he plays this Eat a Duck, mm-hmm. um, Sam Hines. Um, awesome player, innovator in the Golden Tee world, Golden Tee Mobile world. And uh, and he just he has all these sniper shots, and they just come in coasting and kind of scoot to a halt. And uh, he's got his distances dialed in, and I, I just don't have that in my game yet. Uh, I, I'm, I'll have to work on it eventually because, mm-hmm. like everything, you know, we talked about keep Nebraska up with the Joneses. Yeah, Nebraska ball Ben Garday, who you know we talked about world's qualifiers. He's qualified for worlds now. He was the, kind of the innovator of the sniper shot or the stinger shot coming in, you know, from 110 yards with a one iron. Um, and now Sam Hines, Duck Rubber, has taken it to another level of of really dialing in that sniper, and, and uh, it, it it makes what was a semi um, uh, semi scary shot that that. Ben Garde was hitting into a little bit safer shot, uh, as long as you know your distances. So, 
we all we all evolve as the game does, and uh, I'll have to get there eventually. So, you 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 just won the world championships. What probably a month, month and a half ago. Yeah, it was a month. Yeah, About and. A month. Amazingly, you've already qualified for next year's world championship as well. Yeah, they started. So you got in a world's tournament and a qualifier in already. I'm I'm incredibly envious. <laughs> they, uh, yeah, um, yeah. Hopefully that hopefully we can uh, have a a mobile slash arcade world championship mm-hmm. uh, early next year. I think that's definitely their hope. A sword uh, fight. Do they want to do them at the same time? Well, they definitely do want to do them at the same time. I don't know if they think it's feasible, but they definitely do want to do them early next year at the same time. Tony still has an arcade mobile or arcade pass. pass. I'm just going to hang on to that like a golden ticket for a long time. Oh, yeah. So, go ahead. I'm sorry. So, back to the the qualifier. So, yes, uh, immediately after the World Championships that were in Vegas in the middle of July – they started the qualifier for the next uh, for the next world championships. So, um, it's uh, it's a brutal qualifying process. Um, I yeah, was lucky enough like to it. I was lucky enough to get it week one. Um, there, I mean, there's really really good players that are just being ground to dust in terms of just the mental aspect of it because there's just one guy every week. Mm-hmm. Imagine imagine yeah. on arcade if there was so you know I think we're all used to qualifying on on events mode. Mm-hmm. On arcade, and that's why I think we all got our passes. Correct. Unless you're Jason Lashavo, and you can just count on uh, <laughs> just getting it, just two, two just uh, knock it knock it tight every year. But um, so imagine if they took events mode every week, and they took the top eight guys that finished in the top eight in mm-hmm. events mode, and then had them play head to head every Ooh, week, and only one guy got through yeah. every week. I that is I, that is how Golden Sea Mobile works. I, I, and and here's the most important part: we don't win any money on Golden Sea Mobile. No, that is the so that is the key up. on arcade. Is yeah. is yeah, if you got in the top eight, you probably won some money, yeah. or at least paid for some of it. There's none of that on God, on, 60, on mobile. Sixty-four. You're, you're paying process. every week, and it sucks. You play. Yeah. You have to. And imagine. Oh, back to the events mode. Uh, you only can play ten events modes per day. And all the best players are playing 10 every day, so you have to. Every single day, 10 events modes. Wow. No choice. Got to do it. I'm gonna it admit. sucks. And, yeah. I, you know, I was, like I said, I was lucky. I got week one. I was, I was uh, already, what, and before you, so during the, the eight-person elimination, the next week has already started. So you got to, well, even though you're probably, you know, you got a chance in the top eight to qualify. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got to start your next week already, and I had already decided I was sitting out week two. Um, not because I assumed I was going to win week one, but just because I was, I was sick of it. Like, yeah, it's it's a grind, and there's guys that just are going to burn out on it. And I and I hope that eventually they'll they'll fix tweak. It I a little. say fix, but uh, the qualifying process because it's going to burn people out. We're only on week five out of sixteen, and already guys are just just done with it. So it you, sucks. So, you, so in your mind, you were. You were like, you're good enough. I'm gonna try for week one. If I don't get it, I'll just wait till four or five other guys get in, and I'll, I'll go back to well, it. And it, it wasn't was even that. It was. It yeah. was. I knew. So I, I tried week one. Yeah. And it, like, like I, I was lucky enough to, to qualify week one. But if I hadn't, I was already planning on sitting out week two, just because you know I had ramped a, up for Vegas, done the Vegas, mm-hmm. grinded in week one. I just needed a week off, so that was gonna be a week off. And then I've. 
and then you need a clean, you know, I happen to have a, a up north, northern Minnesota trip every year that I just got back from. So I wasn't going to be able to participate in week three or week four. Oh, you need a clean week because you got to play. You have to play seven. You, you have to play 70 every week. And it's you don't, best, ha- you don't it, literally have to, but basically everyone has to play. Is it seven. your best five? It's your best uh, 20 out of the 70. So if you shot, so if you miss a day, like you're, yeah, no, yeah, I mean, it's never gonna happen. But if you shot twenty sixteens in the first four days, you could probably, yeah, take some time yeah, off. Yeah, but nobody does. Like, yeah, nobody's doing that. Um, and so I was gonna take week two off and maybe try week three, but then definitely week four and five off. Um, you need weeks off, and it, it's just unrelenting. It sounds like an absolute grind. I have, and at least with so last year. They did the eight qualifiers that were going to be the only eight that were going to Vegas when, if you know, in June of 2020 when we were all going to be in Vegas yeah. playing in the World Championships. They had the original eight that were going to be on the mobile side, and then uh, because of COVID, that got delayed. So then there was about a month or month and a half gap. So there was a little bit of a reprieve for the qualifying process, and then they did eight more guys. But this is going to be 16 weeks in a row, and it is going to be. Brutal. There's so many good players now, it's ridiculous. Of the of the people that have qualified, so two of us were at the at Worlds, and two of the guys, two of the four that have qualified already, weren't even at Worlds. So let let's cover that. So you were the first week qualifier. I yep. think week number two, I believe, was Jordan Scott. I nope. saw No, he was sorry. three. So he ben, was week three. Nebraska ball, Ben Garday was week number two. Uh, week three was Jordan. Go Jordan. That Jordan. That that shot. What a legend. 18 of Dodge was so awesome. That's yeah. it was. Very nice. <laughs> just, it slowed down perfectly, too. It hit the right surface at the right time and just trickled right. Yeah. That, when the, and the Maniacs ball Did you on hit mobile that is, shot? Like, are you aiming for that crack? If, if you don't that, normally have to. If you're to. on that back box like that? Um, I have. It's. I mean, you're threading a needle. Oh, and he did. Yeah. Um, I have hit that shot or, yeah. you know, something similar to it. Um, but it's very, very tough shot, and to do it under that pressure is obviously incredible. Um, because so I, yeah, because you don't think that he would think he would have been down. If anything, he was tied. Because he was maybe on he par. was trying to win he, it. He was on par. The other guy was down one. I but believe. he doesn't know that. Yeah, no, that yeah, yeah that's yeah. another hard part. Is you're just <laughs> it's it's changed a little bit since last year when the qualifying was going on. But you finish your round. And it's, it's like it's processing. There's like a five-second window where I've played my world's match, the, either the quarterfinals, the semifinals, mm-hmm. or the finals. There's about a five-second window where, A, you don't even know if the other guy's played yet. Okay. And then, B, you're just waiting for the results screen to pop up, and he could have dropped a three better on you. He yeah. could have dropped a three worse on you. You're just like holding your breath for that mm-hmm. five seconds, and all the mobile guys listening know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Where it's just like, <gasps> and okay. like, oh yeah, oh my god, and because you don't know, like, so, so in, they, on arcade, we're so used to knowing what our opponent is doing that, and on, mm-hmm. on mobile, you just don't have that, and it's that breath hold, like, <gasps> yeah, okay, there's there another good match. I don't know if you watched that, but that last one I think they posted was it last week, where the guy. He was losing in shotties, and the guy that was beating him shot him, but then he shot him by like six thousand more that was to dude. nip him by like a thousand yeah. and right. go to world. So that was so week that four qualifier. That was yeah. Brian Lavoie. Yeah, um, those guys. So I just watched that um, this morning because I was out of town. Yeah. So I, 
So I caught up on all the matches. Awesome job by Chad Shrump, by the way. Yeah. So uh, that Adam, is good stuff. Adam Kramer commentated the first three weeks. I think little Kevin Lindsay mixed in there. Um, but Chad Shrump is now doing some commentating for those guys. And he commentated all the week four matches. Um, and it was the championship match. It was the front nine of Dodge City. So a lot of, a lot of guys listening, even if they're not mobile players, are familiar with the front nine of Dodge City. And, and on the mobile side, that's a pretty easy course. It's a 15 par. There's not a real, there's not a ton of difficult shots. Um, and there, it was just like hole seven, eight, and nine. It was like going into hole seven, Blav was down shotties. Well, he shotted hole seven. And then yeah. he was ahead on shotties so and old fart box shotted eight. Now he was ahead, except for Blav also shotted eight. So now he was ahead and then hole nine, Nick Ravenko, old fart box, shotted hole nine. And shotties is a tiebreaker, which yeah. sucks, but yeah. whatever. Uh, and so then Blav needed like 13,000 on hole nine, which was not, a, not that easy of a look. No. He had to pull, play a grabber, which was a great shot. And he pulled it back to like 16,000 GSP. It was like, yeah, they he just were trading blows. Yeah, he left it on the lip. Yeah. Um, which would have been incredible if they had known, if they had been like playing side by side oh, and known yeah. it would have been even more incredible. But like a live tournament. Mm-hmm. I have a bold prediction. What's that? For the GT Mobile live tournament in Nashville. This is going to be the first live tournament, in my, I think, that Tony's not going to win. Ooh, yeah, you're not going to be there, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, I wish I could my play money's remotely, on anybody but, but Tony. Yeah, no, that's a good bet. So, it's too bad because I wanted that stem Mark Lake Street, but sometimes you got <laughs> other obligations. Yeah. So, what? Well, speaking of, big two weeks for the Johnson family. <laughs> oh. We've been remodeling big, our house. Can, can, can oh. we can, can we rearrange that and just say Big Johnson for the Big Johnson family <laughs> week incoming? Yeah. We've been remodeling our house for the last eight months, and w- one of the main reasons I'm not going to Nashville is that the next two weeks we're moving in to our remodeled house. Oh God, yeah. That's and we've been be staying awesome. in the small duplex for eight months. That's gonna be distance awesome. learning, distance working, and we're gonna move back in. And that's going to be awesome. Did and your wife? Wait. And so what I've told people is that have asked why I'm not going to Bay, or to Nashville is because if I had to, if I went to Nashville, I might as well stay there because uh, yeah. Abby, Abby would not be uh, not be uh, for that. So. I know this is a Johnson tradition. So was there ever a time when you were locked out of the house and your wife didn't answer your phone or the door and you had to sleep out in the lawn? We're setting we're setting up uh, like a system of checks and balances <laughs> to prevent such a thing from occurring. Uh, because Anyways. you know, normally I wouldn't have bothered, but my experience with you yeah. in Richmond, Aljaz, like, haunts me to this day. Oh, it's fine, and uh, I'm still learning from that experience. <laughs> no, it's fine. It, I, it's a good story. I don't blame you for that at all. My favorite part is that you slept, purposely slept on top of your wallet. I slept on my back with my so wallet in my back pocket because so I was afraid somebody's going to come up and snipe it. And I'm like, well, there's a chance I'll wake up if they have to roll me over. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> but if I lay on my back and there's just the top of it's just kind of partially sticking out, that baby's gone. <laughs> so, anyways, what's up? What's next on the dock? No, I, I was just going to say we touched upon money shot and daily. Uh, the reason I've been playing it more. 
the pots have finally changed and increased. We touched on worlds. And we all know that in theory, money shot and daily help fund the world's prize pool. Yep. And with I don't know COVID restrictions being lifted and so forth, we've uh, we've seen the money shot contests and daily contest payouts uh, start fluctuating more, going up more. Weekends are still incredibly soft. It's soft of two days a week. Yeah. Um, but progressively, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Monday through Friday, every day it's typically going up uh, a decent amount of cash. And yeah. when you have Money Shot paying out a you know fifteen hundred dollar prize pool and first place gets fifty percent of it for seven fifty, that's that's insane. I, I think these next probably two weeks we could see uh, the first two thousand dollar prize pool where the winner's getting over a grand. In the last couple of days where it's been really big, it's been random people. I think there was like a dude like Big P won it the other day for 700 bucks or whatever, which is super freaking cool. Would yeah. you say that all of the people that were whining about the changing of uh, money shot payouts were wrong then? It's, it's interesting. I haven't seen the numbers, but I would guess that these people are chasing it. What makes them yeah. right or wrong, though? As soon as they announced the changing of payout structure... People hated it, yeah. People Because it went from 20 well, to 10. The reason they hated it is because you can't, you can't play six and hit a one-footer and get maybe 10 bucks back anymore. Mm-hmm. Now, if you want to get any money back... you got to be inside you, like six to eight Unless you inches. hit the lottery ticket you know, early, you've, you've got to invest. You're chasing mm-hmm. down the money you've already put in the machine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas you used to not do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't play that devil game. And I know the daily devil pots game. the daily pots have gotten better and I welcome that. They're still not back to pre COVID days. I mean I'm sure people remember we were getting freaky Fridays that were five K and mm-hmm. Yeah. Tuesdays were awesome. Tuesdays were fifteen, sixteen hundred, you know. Yep. Maybe even two K, you know. I think I don't know, maybe they were in the twenty five hundred range because I always remember Freaky Friday being double of what it yeah, there, there was a lot of times where on a Freaky Friday, if you took a top 10, you were getting like maybe like 80 to 95 bucks. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. And then 11th through 20th would be like 63 to 67. And that's, I, I don't know, I haven't, I haven't placed that high lately. I didn't even play this last Freaky Friday. They're getting better, and I so I, I hope they continue so, to get so better. So good. I mean, but, as long as IT is figuring out a system, number one, where they can allocate money to worlds, because Lord knows it's been building up for damn near two years now. Um, so number one, obviously fulfilling worlds for however many entrants they want. And then number two, is as long as they look at it and they're, you know, being somewhat consistent, like, Hey, we got in, you know, we took in 3000 last week. We're going to put the, we're going to put the pot for that day at 2500 and we're yeah. going to, you know, skim quote unquote 500 off the top for worlds. So, however they want to do it, as long as you're being consistent. Um, so uh, what did they say going into this one when we started qualifying? How many, didn't they say there was going to be like 80 people or 84, something? 84, I think <coughs> was the number. Yeah. It was some weird number where it was going to be 32 gold. I think yeah, thirty two we thought it was thirty two purple or silver, whatever you want to call it, and then there are gonna be like fourteen who just didn't get to play. I, I'm almost positive that number's gonna go up. Yeah, I, I think at this point, you know, when I mean, they ninety six re- wouldn't surprise me at all. Yeah, know, I, I think I think the ninety six or what's that what's that next number? You do another thirty two, so one twenty eight. I mean just something so you could have Thanks, well. decent brackets like Jesus Christ, here we go. 
Yeah, I do owe you a couple. But if they well, can there's have, already 45 to 50 guys qualified, right? Yeah, because if they Is that had, how many? I don't know yeah. if it's that many. That's probably about I think I think really? it was probably mid to high 30s or low 40s, if I recall. I qualified on the first chance. Well, no. I don't know if it was the first chance I could qualify. I think it was the first chance you could qualify in uh, home edition. Oh, whammy. But Here I we go. Oh, but I feel like, and so when I did that, when I qualified, sippy. Yeah. I, we went to Sussex, mm-hmm. I started qualifying, and then I think Tuesday or Wednesday, Paul George has COVID, and the domino started falling. The basketball like, player? Not Paul George. It was, it was uh, I qualified the March 15th week. What's that? Uh, Rudy Gobert. Rudy, Rudy Gobert. Gobert, yeah. Oh, oh the, yeah. Uh, the, the Stifle Tower, because <laughs> he's from France. Yeah. Anyways, uh, so I was qualifying, and then the world started shutting down, and I continued to qualify. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember feeling like there was only like twenty some people then, you know. But they kept doing some home edition. Like I qualified on the home edition <laughs> with one leg, with one leg um, on a scooter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, part three. But that right? would have been, yeah, it was, yeah, uh, yeah it was part threes. So that would have been probably maybe week four. And I think they qualify yeah. at least five or six, maybe even more weeks for the home edition because, again, the home edition was booming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I don't know, I don't know if that was the first week if they, because remember that was when, that's how Castle Witch came out. We're just going to put it on events right yeah. now, brand new course for Castle Shire, whatever it is. I don't know, I'm looking forward to that because. I got to get like fourth to break even for my Dodge City qualifying. <laughs> oh, shit. I still God. feel so bad about that. Oh my God! The worst week ever. I, I've never. So seen you know you Dodge City front nine real well. So, okay. I've never <laughs> seen you on tilt it out. that bad. Right, so when you were doing that, was that five guys getting in that week? Mm, yeah, yeah. C- c- commercial five was five guys okay, per week. Okay, so that I feel like that was like five or six weeks. I think it was probably it five or six, which would be twenty-five or thirty guys, and then two home edition guys every week. Is that correct? Yep. It was which two, if it was five or six, and I put that. I think they qualified ten home edition guys. Mm-hmm. So it was two times five weeks. Two times like five that. is ten. Yeah. So we're kind of in that 40, 40, okay, 35 yeah. to forty-five range. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I guess so. And so whenever they do have a the qualifier again, and I think one of the Part of the part of the problem with qualifying for arcade right now is obviously they want it to be on the PGA, mm-hmm. and with the issues with getting equipment, you know they're they're having problems rolling that out. Supply and so chain, it's yeah. it's I think at this point, obviously you know we're we're experiencing a little bit of a new peak with the Delta variant on COVID. So you know hopefully that gets cleared up pretty quickly, but. You know, we we had kind of gotten past the COVID uh, financial issues for Golden mm-hmm. Tee a little bit, and I think we by now we probably would have been doing a qualifier again on arcade side, I would, except yeah. for the PJ aspect, which is the second the second leg of that. Which, I, I would agree. Which is I think that's us a, at this point. I would assume because yeah, they want to be able to go full board with the PJ. Yeah, I, I think that's a I think that's a fair assessment. I think they're worried that if they say, okay, we're going to open up qualifying, we got six more weeks left, or if we're going to expand the field, we're going to do eight or ten weeks, and all of a sudden, you know, state. A, a couple states start going on lockdown. Well, of course, you don't want to encourage someone from a lockdown state 
just sit there and go, well, go drive a state over it. Now you're telling people to go drive, you know, when a pandemic's picking up. I mean, it's just, it's such a catch-22. But I think, and I think I cut you off with that uh, COVID comment, Tony. I, I, I apologize. You know, I'm, a, I'm a couple little sippies in, so I don't remember exactly. Well, we were talking about little, little bathroom break. And, qualifying oh, yeah, qualifying. the week that, yeah, the mm-hmm. week that um, everything blew up and whatnot. But, yeah, they did keep the home edition going for a while there. That was nice. Because I think everybody at the beginning of this, mm-hmm. which I knew this was going to last forever, but a lot of people thought, you know, they had the 15 days to slow the spread mm-hmm. and all that. All right, <laughs> we're just going to stay in yeah. for a month and we're going to be done with this or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so they kept it, They kept the, wor- the, uh, the world's qualifying going. But that was those were some fun weeks because you had to be home anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you felt like... <clears throat> you felt very fortunate that you were somebody that oh the machine happened to have just, a home edition yeah. when this went down you know what I mean Jeez. you know send invite yeah. yeah I was I was jealous as all hell man oh. remember, you remember you were, a lot of people online have probably seen it but Will had a picture of him with the, the cardboard yeah. in it, his it was window a, it, said, it was a case of send a home life. edition Yes, Aljaz, I, I think it was Aljaz and I, or Fox and I, went to the liquor store because we were hearing rumors of shutdowns and lockdowns. Like, I bought like eight or ten cases of beer. I only buy one or two at a time. Fox, you, you might go like four to eight deep or something, but you well, know, go to total liquor. wine. I did that. Yeah, same yeah, thing. That, 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 yeah, that liquor store is packed. A closet full of booze. A closet. Yeah. Just in case. I brought a pallet. Well, good thing. Uh, Liquor stores are considered considered essential businesses. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Essential kinda, workers. Kind of sad, but whatever. Essential yeah. workers behind those registers, too. You know? Yeah. Hey, hey, on, to, on to better topics. Yeah. Do we have Scott better blessed. topics on this know, list? Al, what oh, course you don't want to see in the qualifier at Nashville. Mm. Um, I, I don't hate the course, but probably probably tropical because it can just get out of hand. More than any other course, I feel that Wouldn't way that about Pine you? Creek. I feel that way about maybe. Pine Creek. I, maybe you're right, but but I, I can sh- you know but, you, I can shoot well, thirty ones on tropical, but it feels like when the wheels start to come off on tropical, they just come off, and it's a twenty three or twenty four. See, I feel I'm that way Al-Jazz. about Pine Creek. Sorry, I'm with Al Jazz because with the you know the four of us at this table, we've played in a lot of tournaments. We've made a lot of cuts. Occasionally, we'll miss a cut, but not very often. So we're competing against ourselves, right? Agreed. Yeah. I mean, there's other guys in the tournament, obviously, but we're comp- like, we're we're playing to not f up. We're playing like correct. And so courses where you can f up, mm-hmm. add an element of, uh, uh, you know, yeah, and for uh, some potential reason, to miss a cut, you could easily drop a twenty under because. Yeah, I disagree with you on that. I feel like the courses like well, that. Well, maybe that's cream, why you're a champion. The cream will rise to the top more often there's than so not. There's so much cream at this tournament, though. So my theory <laughs> and Gervais so juice. My, my, my theory is, um, or not, not my. I'll tell you my theory after this. But that course, to me, is one. I never make one mistake. I either get through it clean, or I make. I hit a tree, and then I hit another one, and then I hit another one, and it's a twenty-four or twenty-five. So we, it's never like, oh, I shot twenty-nine because. I bet it's, there's it's plenty like, of times like that and you just don't remember them. Maybe, but it, I feel like my mistakes compound. And then you add in a qualifier and you, you miss hold two or you, you miss the trish on one. Then you miss hold two and now you're like, shit. I got to, now and, you're and, pressing. 
and you're going to start hitting so everything. We've, so we've you know. talked about this on previous podcasts where typically to make a gold bracket cut, you're kind of allotted one and a half to two strokes per course to be in the top 32. Number one, it depends what five courses they draw. But if you look at what courses they draw, the typical GT par, and then where the 32nd seed comes into place, it's typically one and a half to two strokes off par. I think the window has tightened lately as uh, you know, courses have got quote-unquote easier. Yep. Um, I mean, but I... but, but, but that, that's kind of the mindset I always have where, number one, I, I want to play a clean front nine. If I miss a chush, not a problem. Because I think the top, you know, 6, 8, 10, 12 guys are going to get that chush. The guys who are battling for the 32nd spot, in the back of my yeah. mind, I'm telling myself, you know, the, the guys in 25th through 35th, one or two of them made that yeah. chush. So the fact that I got a birdie, I, I lost, you know, one-tenth of a stroke or, you know. I know what Andy's saying, though, because it's – it, it almost is a departure from my old logic that I'm saying logic that I'm saying this because I usually do want the hardest course in there, but for some reason, tropical just has there's just so many chances to do it. And I feel like I can shoot a 23 or 24, and 18 guys shot 29 or 30. But if you're shooting 23 or 24, 18 guys are not shooting. Mm-hmm. Like the the eighteen guys that you're competing with, but if it, for spots twenty five to thirty two, they're I don't not think, shooting twenty nine. I don't yeah. think Al Jazz is worried about a twenty five. I think Al Jazz is worried about a nineteen. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, then I mean, that like, but never but be like in the past when there was the hard course like Shady Acres, I wanted Shady Acres to be in there. You know what I mean? Yeah. But Tropical is just Tropical is at a different. Uh, it's just, and maybe this is my own personal experience where I just. I never feel like I make one mistake. I make one early, and then I keep making them. You know what I mean? And it, I, don't, it, I don't know what it is. And for me, that's Pine Creek. I'm not going to dive into whole numbers or anything. Andy, do you have a course that you're scared to see in Nashville? No. Uh, I would prefer not to see Anse Cocos just because I think it's boring. and There's just, I mean, yeah, there's not a lot of... There is part Room of me from top so, to bottom. I mean, there's not a lot of swing holes, and I just so, think it's super so, boring. So, so the way I look at it, you know, I, I kind of touched upon it briefly, but the way I look at it is that, in my mind, that one and a half to two strokes per course, that's that's going to be the cut line. Yeah. And so I want to, you know, shoot a par round on one course, and now all of a sudden I got three or four strokes to fuck around with on the next course. Yeah. And if I shoot another par yeah. round, all of a sudden now, now I got now I got some cushion. Where was, if there's a tough setup, I can challenge a hole, and if I don't get eagle, you know, I'll get a par. I lose two strokes. But if I get that eagle, all of a sudden I'm looking, hey, now I'm a top eight, nine, ten qualifier. If I don't, yeah. I might be fifteen yeah. or sixteen. Like I'd rather shoot, I'd rather shoot three off on tropical than one off on Anse. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I get that. Uh, uh, agreed. Be- because my my thought process is, I I'm not going for the you know fifty dollar gift card or whatever for top qualifier in the course or the overall top qualifier. You know, I always want to finish right no, around that just like happens. Well, like go yeah, like right around happens. like eight through eight through like you know sixteenth or something, right the middle of the pack in gold bracket. Um, that's where I always try to play for. So if we do get a tough course, I know that a lot of those guys in the you know twenty fourth to thirty fifth position who are going to be on the cut line, yeah. 
Um, they're gonna if I screw up, they're most likely gonna screw up as well, and I have a feeling that they're gonna go on tilt more hard than I am, knowing and having that background of I get one and a half to two strokes per course. I think it would be, <clears throat> I think it would be super interesting if Tropical Falls was the first course. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> because that now you've got this is exactly all kinds of all about. kinds of. Mm, People that are going to be like, oh, crap, I Freaking shot 22. Yeah. <laughs> or even, like, people that aren't really thinking about it clearly. And, like, they shot at 26, and that's probably fine. Like, whatever, 26 on Tropical is not going to lose you any oh, cut yeah. lines. But they're going to be like, oh, I'm four mm-hmm. off. I gotta, oh. now, and now i got to chase on Monte. That's yeah. the like, thing. Oh, now all of a sudden you're chasing yeah. on Monte. You screw that up. Like, that's, I yeah. think Tropical first course would be oh, yeah. incredible. That's going to be that thing where you go to the bar to get a drink after your first course, and you've got four top players up there like, I'm out. Like, what happened? I just shot 22 on travel But what I was going to say is I usually go for the I want the harder course in there, you know. But I always like when there's when a really easy course gets in there and we play it first because then you rip out a par round. Mm-hmm. You have one of them's down. And like he was saying, I got my confidence is up, you know, because I, I got that par round out of the way. And it just kind of eases you into the qualifier. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, but it's also real fun when you start out on the monster, yeah. too. You know what I mean? So so Brian Bernhardt put a post on Facebook this week. We currently have eight live play courses since Classic Course of the Week is back now. Uh, Burnsy was kind of petitioning to have Heather Point in play in Nashville. I would have. Which I don't I don't think that's... Ever it's been not going to happen. But I don't I think, think CJ would feel about that. Oh, <laughs> he'd lose his. Actually, well, he, he's got two home editions. Actually, on his classic course stream that we did this week, was it Wednesday? Mm-hmm. We played that, and I, it wasn't kind of game terrible. of walk. I through. walked him through it. And he shot one better. Of course, yeah. he did. I had more shotties, so I, <laughs> I won the one through five. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. So, so do you recall if that's ever been done where they've used a classic sure court? No, yeah. and I, I think Steve would be like, absolutely. I, I not. think, I, I think in, in, I'd be against it. I, I think in I all think fairness, I, think I would too. I think yes. in all fairness, you know, I want to see CJ do well. Number one, I think it'd be super cool. But on the flip side, you know, the vast majority of these players aren't old school guys who got yeah. to play. The reason you're getting hundreds, to, if not thousands, of games on this course. The reason you're getting to 172 is because there's a lot of new people coming into yeah. the game, and now you're going to throw them on another point. That's yeah. not and, fair. And, and, you know? and if they're going to be out of town this weekend, I'm guessing with their families, they're probably on lockdown Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and or Thursday, where they're not even going to get out and play Heather Point during the week. Yeah. So they would literally be. I don't, I don't know what the advantage is. I mean. Mm-hmm. It's it's already new tee boxes. Like, the tee boxes haven't been out that long. It's kind of like five new, half new courses, and you've got the two uh, remaster courses. Like, what's the what's the point of trying to? It would be out? totally unprecedented. But if it would happen, I would mm-hmm. say it might happen in the next six months <laughs> when we're playing these courses for so long. Maybe he would entertain that, that, throwing that's, one of those. That, in that's there. a very no. valid point. I I would think he would consider it if it was something within maybe the last one to three years I think an interesting tournament maybe and maybe it's uh, you know I think a lot of the pros shy away from playing a handicap tournament just because mm-hmm. they feel like they don't have a, a chance and and they probably I, don't I try have to, that great of a I try to I play in it people. but whatever yeah. it's fun I, I've, I've come around on that over the years 
Um, but I think like a pros tournament where there's like ten courses that are in play, and there's a you know a three round qualifier on like Royal Cove, Auburn. another Auburn, mm-hmm. and then and then there's other you know there's seven other courses that are in play for a head to head tournament. Oh yeah, interesting. Like the pros fun. pro tournament that'd be a yeah, fun yeah. tournament. That would be fun. And because everybody that's gonna play in that, it's almost like uh, it's like the. It'd be like the million dollar, the World Series of Poker, like the yeah. million dollar tournament or whatever. Yeah, the one drop or whatever they yeah. used to call it. And IT, um, IT could host it and they could do it as a way to boon invites and all of a sudden mm-hmm. it's three months leading up to it and people are playing invites like crazy to get these these old courses in, you know? Repetition now. Because there's, there's ten courses out there, mm-hmm. you know, Coconut, mm-hmm. there's all these courses that you're like, oh. Every yeah. time they would come up, like if they would come yeah. up, you're like... Shit. It's never you're never out of it. Shit. Yeah. Like right. that Royal Cove. Like, oh yeah. shit, Royal Cove again. Well, like like the tropical you play with Beatty. Neither one of you were out of it, but that was kind of what I was talking about. You guys kept making mistakes. You know. Yeah, the guy would make a worse mistake yeah. and, and just like I just don't want to qualify like that, but yeah. if it's there, I'm you know That was pretty new at the time. I don't think that yeah, yeah, I don't think was. that match would happen the same yeah, It's gotten anymore. a lot, yeah. Uh, it's tamed down a little bit, obviously, the knowledge, but Okay, yeah, I, th- I think we're going to wrap up here. It looks like Andy Fox has to part. Andy, do you want to stick around for, uh, looks like, geez, we got... Ten more topics. Yeah, we got <laughs> we got about 25 or 30 letters here in the mailbag. Do you want to stick around for the mailbag? Or you I got to go. Gotta... Andy Fox has got to go. He's on family duty. Yep. Uh, so we'll, we'll make this quick. Let's, uh, Tony, let's grab one out of here. It looks like we got a stack right here. Have a good one, Fox. Yep. Let's just uh, crack this one open. Dear Podmore, get better. Yeah, dear Podmore, get better. I'm considering going to my third Power Events Golden Tee Tour event in Nashville, Tennessee. However, there are no direct flights near me. Mm. Also, I do not have a driver's license, nor do I have a car, Mm. nor have I ever stole a car to potentially drive there. I'm considering either flying there for $425 or taking a Greyhound bus on a 16-hour ride each way for $189. The difference being approximately $230. Should I go to Nashville? And if I do, do I fly or drive? Is there a name on this? Signed. Uh, signed J- Jason S? Uh, no, Jay Stark. Okay. Oh, did we kind of... Whoops. Oh, Jason S. or J. J. Stark. That's got to so, be him. That's got to be him. It's probably him. It's the legend, the streaming legend. Well, there's a couple options. So there's. So I would. Here, here's my first question. I know for a fact that it doesn't take 16 hours to get from, well, say Madison, Wisconsin, to Nashville, Tennessee. Where's your stop, and for how long? Mm-hmm. Are you stopping in? Chicago for you got like an eight hour Greyhound layover in Chicago. Do they that go doesn't to, sound like a lot of fun. Do they go but, to Toronto first? <laughs> like going through Michael, they're picking up Demco in Michigan on the yeah, way. Exactly. You're gonna swing it wide. I think that not that I've ridden a Greyhound recently, but they've all got Wi Fi now. Mm-hmm. If you've got a charger and you've got Wi Fi and you've you got, got the time. You have. 30. What's the harm? Save the two thirty. So, not only that, yeah, and so, you'd have thirty-two hours. 
to try and get good at Golden Team Mobile. Ooh. You that's, can level up a lot in 32 that's, hours. That, that's a huge point. I am on the flip side of this because I would argue you would take the flight because with a 16-hour – if this is the person who I think it is, and we may have had some conversations, if this is the person who I was think who I think it is, this person was going to take the Greyhound but take two days off on the front side to allocate time for the drive and two days off on the back side, which now, in theory, if you're working eight-hour shifts – that's 32 hours of work that you're missing, yep. potentially taking PTO. And even if that only then, equates to $230, mm-hmm. just go to work so you don't have to sit on a bus for 16 hours. Yeah, and, and then my thought process is that you take the flight, you pay more money, but then you work those two days coming yeah, into the tourney yeah. and those two days coming out of the tourney, you're going to save yourself a little bit of money because I assume you make more than... Uh, that much in 32 hours uh, over the course of four days. Um, but on the flip side, you also save a sore butt riding for 12, 13, yeah, 16 hours. Also, they're pretty nice. There's I mean, no there could... reason you need to be in Nashville. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jason S. Like Jay Stark. Jay Stark. Oh, one of those two. We might, maybe it's two different guys. Um, it's going to be a great time. Yeah. They always and I are. I realize you maybe got a little bit of FOMO because mm-hmm. some of your friends from, I'm going to guess, Wisconsin, Yeah. based on this email. Oh, it is It is addressed in postmark <laughs> stamp. IP uh, we'll be there, Wisconsin. And, and, and you'll miss out. But you know what? There's another tournament. Mm-hmm. Plan ahead a little bit. Maybe it'll be easier to get to Dallas. Not on a Greyhound. That'd be a little bit longer. But maybe the flight yeah, to Dallas yes. is a little more... Pick, Direct. Pick your... Uh, Pick and choose your moments. Yeah, yeah, pick, pick your, your moments. Like you, you can't. Your you're spots. not going to be able to get. To, you're not going to get to every tournament. We know you're not. Make going the to ones. All. Make the ones that make sense, and don't force the ones that don't make sense. Mm-hmm. I agree. And with uh, you. nobody's going to hold it against you. No, we'll no. miss you. Well, I won't because I won't be there. The boys will miss you, but uh, but you well, know what? FOMO is a bitch, though. It has a strong pull. Yeah, I. Uh, it pulled speak, me out speak, for some gigs that I should not have been at. I'll yeah, put it that way. So so speaking of that. It sounds like Jay Stark, I mean, uh, Jason S., uh, is going to miss Nashville, it sounds like, unfortunately, due to this predicament between work, time off, Greyhound, plane ride with a layover. Uh, anyway, I have FOMO, which is F-O-M-O, fear of missing out, yeah. for Power Events Golden Tee Tour Stop number 5, which is the Carolina Clash in Columbia, South Carolina. Uh, September 30th to October 3rd. So yeah. I will be missing that. Uh, there's no direct flights. I think I'm going out to Glacier for about a a week and a half. The Panda and I before that, like a week before that. I'm going to miss that one as well. Um, yeah, just some logistics I, that, one, for me. that one's got a really good draw from the southeast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, hey, some tournaments make sense, some don't. Um, they draw a lot from Florida. Awesome. I'm sure it'll be a great event. Unless. Gino's uh, bachelor party. Gino's bachelor party. Uh, but I will be, hopefully, I'm... Skiing. Nine, yeah, I wish. Uh, 90% Dallas, because I think that the mobile Woo! tournament in Dallas is going to be lit. Oh, God, yeah. So that is Power Events Golden Tee Tour stop number six, Dallas Top Gun Little Gun, December 9th through 11th. Uh, Aljaz, you were going to comment There's on There's an uh, outside chance Carolina. that Nicole has the time of her life in Nashville, Nashville? and says, every single one. Every we're single one. We're going to all of them. Al, we've never been to Carolina. Yeah. We're going to Carolina. Yeah. <laughs> Al, I've never been to Dallas in December. We're going to Dallas in December. Oh, yeah. Anyways. Anyways. 
yeah, it looks like we're wrapping up. So that's the fifth and sixth fifth and sixth stops on the PEGT tour. Uh, fourth stop coming up this weekend. Uh, hopefully you guys are listening to this on a Monday or Tuesday, but I would understand that most likely it's going to be on your flight or your drive to Nashville. We'll see you there. I'm Will Sandstead. I'm Tony Johnson reminding you to load up on T's four power events in yes. Nashville. Woo! 30 machines. You can start a game, start a money shot on 30 machines and get 30,000 T's. Oh, God, yeah. Maybe yes. don't do that. But do it on a machine or two. Help out power events. Get them a couple bucks for all they do. I'm Alan Zerl, and I echo Tony's sentiment. At least get on. If you can't double up on a machine, just load up on the machine you're on, and then do it again before you leave for the weekend. Have a good one, guys. Hopefully see you in Nashville. If not, we'll see you soon.